Well, 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 Chandler, we are gathered here today for a deep dive on a couple that for some reason has really captured the imagination of Americans across the country. A couple that I would say a few years ago, barely anyone knew anything about these people. Let me just tell you that people still do not know who this couple is. In fact, I sent a (laughs) screenshot of the podcast we're about to talk about to a group of friends. And they were like, who are those people? And I was like, remember, they're the newscasters who left their families or their spouses for each other. And they were like, huh? And then I made Ben listen to it. And Ben was like, who are these people? Anyway, nobody knows who they are still. And I think even their five seconds of fame is like rapidly diminishing and fading. You're right. I don't feel like many people know exactly who they are, but I feel like their affair and the whole GMA Good Morning America drama really has captured the headlines and they continue to be in page six in TMZ. And I will say I'm very interested. I will say that after listening to this episode that we're going to talk about, I am mm-hmm. also now fully invested, fully interested, and will mm-hmm. be following along. So let's back up for everyone who is new to TJ Holmes and new to Amy <laughs> Roback. This is, we are doing a deep dive on TJ Holmes and Amy Roback and their affair, which led to their firing on Good Morning America and the inception of their podcast, TJ and Amy, and all the drama that really was left in their wake. So TJ Holmes Chandler... He's 46 years old today. He is a TV journalist. He rose to fame as a CNN correspondent, starting his career in 2006 with CNN. And he joined ABC News in September 2014. Lauren, before we get any further into the life of TJ Holmes, I need to know, (laughs) how attracted are you to this man? A two out of 10. Oh, really? I think he's so hot. I mean, after hearing his voice more and more on the podcast, that attraction has lessened. Mm. But... I think he's pretty hot. See, it's such an interesting observation to bring up. And I think leads me (laughs) to one of my most devastating parts of this whole deep dive, which is how hot of a couple Andrew Shu and Amy Rose used to be. Right. Like all American, gorgeous. They look like they should be doing like older adult modeling. Okay. Mm -hmm. They just are such a stunning couple. And I feel like TJ Holmes is an attractive guy, but the coupling with Amy Roback, it just doesn't slap the same. Okay. All right. I mean, do you disagree? I think they're cute together. I think they're definitely cute together. I mean, I think her and Andrew Shu, who I recently learned was her ex-husband or is her ex-husband, they looked great together, but Mm -hmm. TJ's pretty hot to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you got to work side by side him. I think that I have had the displeasure of listening to him on his podcast for far too many hours while preparing for this deep dive. And so that is probably impacting my judgment. Let's rewind Chandler though, because we need to get into the bio of TJ Holmes, the man that is just, you know, making your heart a flutter this morning. So TJ shares two children, daughter Brianna and son Jaden with his ex-wife, Amy Furson, whom he divorced in 2007. Okay. In November, 2010, he married attorney Marilee Feibig and the duo welcomed their daughter Sabine in January, 2013. For all intents and purposes, TJ Holmes has had two marriages, three children, seems like a normal-ish guy. You are going to learn throughout this deep dive that could not be further from the truth. But before we get there, yes, yes, Chandler, let's dig into Amy Roback. So Amy Roback is four years his senior. She's 50, and she is most famous for her contributions to ABC News. So she's a TV journalist and correspondent on ABC News. Amy married 
Tim McIntosh, a former Major League Baseball player in 1996, later welcoming daughters Ava and Annalise. There are unsubstantiated reports that Amy had an emotional affair near the end of her marriage with McIntosh when they were living in separate locations due to work, okay? And I think that, you know, we really want to examine relationship histories of both these people and see if we see any patterns emerge across their history and obviously where they are today, okay? I love that you are taking us through this deep dive and the way that you are just critically, you know, analyzing their lives as really a study. It's like I'm looking at cave drawings on the wall about TJ and Amy and looking for <laughs> symbols and meanings and patterns. And I, I love it. I'm so excited for it. Let me lead you down this labyrinth channel where it's true. We're going to be looking for clues. We're going to be looking for smoke signals, scents, okay? Anything that can hopefully allow us to distinguish how to get to the center of this maze at which we'll find the truth about TJ and Amy, okay? Okay, great. Great. So this is interesting. She divorces Macintosh or McIntosh in 2008, and then she moves in with Andrew Shu, who starred in Melrose Place before embarking on a short-lived career in professional soccer. And he co-founded an internet media company, Cafe Media. So he's had his own successes, you know, hot guy, obviously. But it's interesting that she marries Andrew in 2010. That's a pretty quick turnaround from her marriage to McIntosh. And just to clarify, her two daughters are with McIntosh, McIntosh, or they're with Andrew? The two daughters are with McIntosh. Yes. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that's a, that's a fast turnaround. But when you know, you know. What it says on the official record is that they met at a party in 2009 and were engaged only five months later. They tied the knot very quickly, three months after that. And then they went on to raise a blended family with three children. Okay. Amy and Andrew affectionately called their brood the Shubakians. Do you get it? Amy Roback, Andrew oh Shoe, <gasps> raising the Shubakians. It's so like yours, mine, and ours. Mm -hmm. Cute. Exactly. Cute. So this was kind of their brand was the Brady Bunch, you know, raising this blended family together. They even Chandler wrote a, a children's book called <gasps> Better Together About a Blended Family. <gasps> yeah. I know. Oh, wow. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. in the show notes. Yeah. It's important, I think, for every episode to have moments of warmth and the moments of despair. So I hope everyone enjoyed um, the beauty I while mean, it lasted. I'm not going to read my children a uh, a book about blended families by two divorced people. Absolutely not. I won't do that. I won't do that. Other than the children's book that Amy is really known for, Amy is really known <laughs> for a hot mic moment she had on ABC. This is when Amy Rock came to my attention, and I was really, I think, swept away by her very symmetrical and angular and pretty features. I think Amy Roback is very beautiful. This is typically what you're struck by also. Yeah, it's really, I just dwell on people's looks. Although you're the one who wanted to talk immediately about how turned on you are by TJ Holmes. So That's true. Point taken. Amy Roback, she had this moment on ABC News where, and this was years before the, all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff came out. She has this moment where she talks about how they have a story on Jeffrey Epstein. They have everything. They have the Clintons. I guess they had everything. They had an interview with Virginia Roberts, the first interview with Virginia Roberts. They had this major story and the palace, Kensington Palace, shut it down because they basically threatened you'll have no access to Kate and William if this story mm. gets exposed. So of course the palace protecting Andrew for So does you know, she say all this? So she says all this on camera. I want receipts, timelines, screenshots. <laughs> 
Fucking everything today, everyone. You're welcome. Okay. This video surfaces from Project Veritas in which ABC anchor Amy Robach says that ABC, quote, quashed her exclusive with Epstein accuser Virginia Giffrey, who said that she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew when she was 17. Fox News is not able to independently verify this following video. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. Do I think he was killed? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. Because you want he made his whole living blackmailing people. There were a lot of men in those planes, a lot of men who visited that island, a lot of powerful men who came into that apartment. They cut to commercial and then she was talking to the person she was interviewing or what happened? How did this happen? You know, I don't have any information on when exactly it happened, but it ostensibly it happened. Yes. When she thought she was off air, but, you know, she's in wow. front of the cameras. I mean, because she says everything. That's yeah. why I wanted to hear it because, I mean, she says everything. Another question for mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. or maybe really a comment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just funny because and I don't necessarily like I can understand ABC a little bit in this way, but it's just funny because the way that they were like, no, we're not putting the story on air because otherwise we won't get that exclusive cooking video with Kate Middleton. <laughs> it's not like we get any super juicy interviews with Kate and William or anything. It's not like any mm-hmm. of their content is actually that riveting. Mm-hmm. But of course, just access to them is something that people want. I mean, I think it just goes so deeper than just access to like little segments with Kate and William. I mean, how often are Kate and William on ABC News for Virtually never. I think more is probably the CEO of ABC has probably been to Epstein's apartment right, or, right, you know, or someone right. of his friends. Yeah. So it's more yeah. like the people in power are saying, no, we're not going to talk about totally. this. Totally. Okay. But let's get back to the matter at hand. So another fact about Amy is she was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer after undergoing an on-air mammogram in October 2013 on Good Morning oh, America. She had a double mastectomy and went through eight rounds of chemotherapy. Her final round of treatment was completed in April 2014. Okay. So some background wow. on Amy and TJ. Here is the timeline, I think, and where this all really picks up. So in September 26, 2014, TJ begins his career at ABC News. Okay. And he's hired as an anchor and a reporter. And he becomes fast friends with Amy, as she would later tell people. Now, this is 2024. This was 10 years ago. Okay. And they become good friends. They go on double dates with their spouses. Okay. Amy's children watch TJ's children. All is hunky dory Mm, for all intents and purposes. mm. But you know what is not all cool as a cucumber, Chandler? The fact that TJ is fucking a 24-year-old. So oh my gosh. TJ has a months-long affair with a 24-year-old script coordinator, Jasmine Petaway. The Daily Mail exclusively reported. She apparently looked up to the 37-year-old then journalist as a mentor. Okay, so he was 37, she was 24. And this is what a source said. 
It was Jasmine's first real job in television, and it was a big deal for her. She was looking for a mentor, and she reached out to several people. TJ was someone who was responsive, but he absolutely abused that position of trust. TJ was someone who would grab drinks, and he and Jasmine started doing that. You must remember he was his correspondent at the time, and he's taking the time to speak with her about work or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how long that had been going on before it turned sexual, but I do know that the first time they did it was in his office, and he was about to go on air in a couple hours. Oh my gosh. They had sex and I know she was confused afterwards as to what it meant. That kind of did that just really happen feeling. I mean, that's pretty risky behavior on his part. And the source says that it was a pattern of incredibly reckless conduct on TJ's part. On one occasion, the source said the pair were having drinks together when he got handsy in a very public place and way. You know, Lauren, I think that men and women in the workplace are in difficult positions because there are a lot of gross men out there who are looking to take advantage of their position of power. And I'm making sweeping generalizations because they're kind of true. But yes, I'm making generalizations. I, you know, as someone who's been in the corporate workforce, I have at times felt a little bit uncomfortable to be alone with male mentors. And it's not always because something creepy has occurred. It's just that it's not necessarily the norm because you kind of have to be on guard. And you, I think as a woman, you're not always sure that the intentions are pure, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think so much of it and like so many of the reasons why women can struggle to climb the career ladder as fast as men is because they're not just like grandfathered into the bro club, to the friend club, right? They're not just invited to, it's just not natural for women to hang out with male colleagues in the same way Mm -hmm. that it is for like the junior male colleague to go golf with the older male colleagues to just be to have a convivial purely platonic relationship yeah i think that i think that's a big reason why it can be so much harder for women professionally than men i also just want to be fair in the thing i think it can be also difficult for men good men in positions of power because they don't want people to get the wrong idea and they don't, you know, like it's just, it's a, it's a tricky dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think bringing it back to this woman's experience, to Jasmine's experience, you know, imagine you're so young, you're 24, you're trying to, you're like, I feel like it's honestly doing what Sheryl Sandberg, what the lean in uh, mentality tells you to do, which is to get mentors, to really work hard, to network, to do all this stuff. And you put yourself out there for a mentor and he ultimately wants to have sex with you. I right, mean, it just right. would be so disheartening and discouraging. And just, I feel and like you could become so jaded after that. Absolutely. Absolutely true. And you haven't watched the morning show, have you? I, I like it. It's pretty good. I especially like the first season. But I think basically, I think like the industry that they're in is just, it's very long hours. It's a lot of time together. It's mm-hmm. a lot of just like, your job is your life. You know, Mm -hmm. you like you spend the same time with the same people. And I just think that that can sometimes be a breeding ground for things like this to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's exactly what plays out Chandler is this was a breeding ground and this happened multiple times even before Amy. So with this one with Jasmine, the source continues to say, TJ just didn't seem to care. He knew he was wearing his ring. He has a wife. He has a relatively high profile job, but he wasn't acting like he was concerned about either of those things at the time. So Jasmine, Jasmine and TJ's sexual relationship continued for several months and including him visiting her at her apartment before apparently it fizzled out. So two years later in 2016, that's when TJ has his next in-office affair, okay? And we don't know if Marilee found out about Jasmine, but Marilee did find out about this next affair, which lasted for four years, okay? My other question is, does Amy know about these? Well, 
yes, she she definitely knows about this affair because apparently Amy was both of their confidants in the affair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So TJ began an affair with Natasha Singh, a married Good Morning America producer, per Page Six. She fell in love with him. He had the key to her apartment, an insider told Page Six, and the affair went on for over three years until 2020. The relationship caused the end of Natasha's marriage to movie producer Garrett Brerin, 43, whose credits include Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, so a successful movie producer. This affair devastates her marriage. They get divorced. But TJ TJ managed to somehow salvage his relationship with his wife, Marilee. So this is what a commenter on Reddit said about kind of the timeline of all of this. So this comment says, 2020 was the year he ended his affair with Natasha in order to work things out with his wife. So I guess this means that after Natasha imploded her marriage and divorced her husband, homewrecker TJ came running back to his wife and convinced her to forgive him and to take him back. The audacity to cheat on someone, convince them to forgive you, swear you'll never do it again, only to go right back and do it again the second the person starts trusting you again and believing your lies is insane. And that's exactly what happened. So he was discovered with Natasha, and then he immediately gets with Amy while the wife takes him back. Someone needs to start a GoFundMe for Mary Lee. I'd like her to go on several luxury vacations <laughs> a year. I'd like her to have the best of the best therapist. And, and, and I would be surprised if she didn't know about previous, you know, philanderings. I mean, these are only the ones that we know that, you know, rose to the Daily Mail or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, exactly. These are like the only ones that have have hit the interwebs. I it's it's tricky and this is kind of what I really feel about TJ. I think TJ is a serial philander, womanizer and I think he's extremely charismatic. And I think that he is the type where he's able to convince his wife that he has changed his ways. The highs are probably so high with him, the lows super low, obviously. He has that like charisma to reel women in because he reels well, in the 24-year-old, Natasha, Amy, keeps his wife throughout these affairs. I'm really excited to get into Things Ain't Right and that specific right. episode that I listened to because mm-hmm. it reveals history a lot. that we're learning about. Yeah, it reveals a lot. And I already was finding like Amy's concerns to be very valid, but they just further validate right. her concerns. Her about concerns. Him. Exactly. Okay, Chandler. So the timeline of him getting with Amy, it overlaps with his relationship with Natasha. So I guess he was unfaithful, not only to his wife, but also to Natasha. Because in 2017, okay, one year after the affair starts with Natasha, rumors of an affair between TJ and Amy begin. The chatter was so pervasive that even Good Morning America star Robin Roberts pulled them aside and basically said, like, you need to stop. Like, you need to calm down. Like, this is getting ridiculous. And I guess TJ went to executives and tried to get ahead of it. And he said, no, this is not happening. Amy also apparently at the time said, he's like my brother. We can finish each other's sentences. We get along so well. It's so wonderful to have that trust. You don't always have that on set. But I know no matter what I do or say, he's got my back and vice versa. And that's everything. So there are story to everyone was no we're just super tight we're super loyal we're just like brother and sister we're just like bro and sis and andrew shu he was buying what amy was selling because he even bought he purchased domain names for amy and tj together like amy and tj.com yes stop on the off chance that they would start a business some someday together like <gasps> yes wow 
I clearly oh had no gosh. idea what was coming. I, ho- I wonder if he's holding that domain name hostage. <laughs> I know. That's a great I question. Hope he is. So fast forward to 2019 and TJ ends his affair with the producer Natasha after Marilee finds emails between the two of them. And he tries to reconcile his marriage throughout the pandemic with Marilee. Amy, however, remains friends with Natasha. And that really upset Marilee. Because if you remember, Amy is good friends with Marilee, right? They yeah. went on couple dates. Amy's kids watched TJ's kids. And it frustrated Marilee because she would see photos of Amy and Natasha on Instagram. Ugh. And she didn't understand I- how their friends and her husband's co-host would remain, would remain friends with the woman who is trying to break up their marriage. I hate these people. Not Marilee. But I and not Andrew, but I hate these people. I've been using AG1 for about a month now since they started sponsoring Pop Apologist. And I first gave it a try because I knew I needed to get some better vitamin habits. And since drinking AG1 daily, I felt a total difference in my energy. I drink it every single morning before coffee. It's fully integrated into my everyday routine, and Ben even loves it too. It's such a good jumpstart for my immune system every single day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. As a sponsor of Pop Apologists, AG1 has a special offer for our listeners. If you want to take ownership of your health this year, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash pop. That's drinkag1.com slash pop. Check it out. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. This friendship was not meant to be forever because apparently their friendship soured when Natasha found that Amy was a little too close to TJ. Okay. Oh, gosh. So this man. I know. So in March 2020, TJ celebrates his 10th wedding anniversary with Mara Lee. And this is what he posted on Facebook. This particular hashtag decade challenge is a little late. This is what TJ says. But 10 years ago, Mara Lee married me. And despite my best efforts, she remained married to me for the past 10 years. That's not hyperbole. That's not being dramatic. I gave her plenty of reasons, excuses, and opportunities to walk her fine ass out the door. It's a lot of O's. But instead, with her built-in black woman superpower, she showed a grace and patience that's incomprehensible. Asking her for another 10 years would be asking too much. Asking for another 10 months, that may even be a stretch. If she gave me another 10 weeks, I should consider myself lucky. If she put up with me for another 10 days, I'd be grateful. But if she would even spare me another 10 minutes of her time today, I should consider myself blessed. This is Marilee, y'all. It's not even about her. It's like about her, but it's not about her at all. 
it's, it's about him still. It's and this is like the the worst kind of public proclamation when it's like I don't love you because of all these qualities about you. I love you because of how terrible I am and you put up with right. me. Right, right. I mean, if I was Marilee's one of, you know, if I was one of her friends and I was reading that, I'd be like, you should probably leave. <laughs> like, it sounds like things aren't great over there. Like, hashtag decade challenge, like, check. Now, like, file some divorce papers. Absolutely. I mean, this is just, this is like the anti-Brad Falchuk post, okay? Yeah. Instead of, like, gorgeous prose, it's essentially all the reasons for filing that that you have irreconcilable differences. So, that's in March 1st, 2020. In September, okay, so about five months later, TJ joins Good Morning America 3, What You Need to Know as Amy's co-anchor, okay? That was 2020. In March 17th, 2022, so about a year and a half later, TJ and Amy post a giggle-filled TikTok to the Good Morning America 3 account about their training for the New York City Half Marathon. TJ has never run an official race and Amy has been training with, with him for months. And according to a source in page six, their relationship began around that marathon in March. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows if that's really true. If they're really so friendly with each other in 2017, obviously like the other point of this is to this day, TJ and Amy have not owned up to the having an affair. And on their podcast, when it first dropped, they said that they were both of their marriages were in divorce proceedings when their affair began. And it's very much giving Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt where it's like so mm-hmm. obvious that they're having an affair, right. but they have right. never owned up to it. Right. Well, and it's like probably because they want to like save face for their children, but those kids are not idiots. I mean, it's not, I, I'm sure that's part of it, but I think it's also just about wanting to save face in front of America. Also, I just, I think too, if, if it had been that above board, maybe they wouldn't have gotten fired. Well, yeah, it's an interesting question and conundrum. So we'll get to that in a second. So a couple months later in May, Page Six reported that TJ and Amy were canoodling in bars near ABC. And between May 30th and June 5th, 2022, TJ and Amy covered the Queen's Platinum Jubilee together for Good Morning America. A source told the Daily Mail that staff were buzzing about the intimacy between them on that trip. Amy called the trip one of the best assignments ever on Instagram, asking that she could never have asked for a better partner through it all, Chandler. Wow. Wow. So rumors are swirling about TJ and Amy, but according to a source, Marilee never considered Amy because she was focused on Natasha, the producer. She never thought about him cheating with Amy because they were all such good friends. Amy's daughter was their daughter's babysitter. How did Marilee find out about this affair, Chandler? Well, according to page six, it wasn't until the summer that Marilee grew suspicious about Amy because they started seeming closer. Her and TJ started seeming closer than colleagues. Multiple sources reported that TJ and Amy would have random meetings during the day and hit the pub to have drinks with each other. Still, TJ and his wife were fully together in August 2022 and even celebrated his birthday together with a trip to the Bahamas. It was there that Marilee discovered a birthday card from Amy that was way too personal, and it brought back all of the emotions and drama about Natasha. She just couldn't trust him anymore. I wonder what a birthday card could say that would be too personal. Like, I wonder if it was talking about physical stuff or I'm or sure what? it said, like, I I'm, love I'm, you. I'm yeah. sure it said, I'm sure it just was romantic, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess this was also really difficult for Mary Lee, and it's very much giving Raquel and Ariana, but Mary Lee confided in Amy about her difficulties with TJ and Natasha. Mm, So again, it's someone you really trusted. It's a really close friend who's actually screwing your husband. So in August 2022, a few months later after the Platinum Jubilee, both TJ and Amy reportedly separated from their spouses and moved into new living arrangements. According to one people source, this is when TJ and Amy began dating. So this is the official story is that is after that that they begin dating. Basically what the source says is this is when they felt comfortable dating in the open. And this is when they would really be out hitting the town together Mm -hmm. and didn't seem to care at all. So one month later, Amy and her husband list their three bedroom, two bathroom apartment in the West Village for 5 million. And then on November 5th, 2022, Amy posts a picture to Instagram where she was very clearly not wearing her wedding ring. And then Amy and TJ the next day run the New York City Marathon together. Apparently, they finished at the exact same time, so ran the whole marathon together. The apartment is sold later that month in November. And at the end of the month, just days before their relationship is outed, TJ and Amy are seen holding hands in a car as they headed to a TJ's apartment after work. Okay, Chandler, so let's get to their relationship going public, okay? So this is Amy and TJ describing what happened on their podcast. Okay. And, you know, the experience of what they call being outed. I guess um, really November 30th is the day. Uh, November 30th, 2022 was the day that we were, and this is very important, we were outed. We were outed. We were outed. um, We were not caught. By a publication that outed us. And so to be clear, we were outed (laughs) as being in a relationship, but everyone else thought we were being outed as adulterers, um, being outed as cheating on our spouses. And, and it wasn't the case because the odd thing is that the day those pictures were taken and the, the day that article was released that outed us, we had both at that point been, were in divorce proceedings. Yes. We had attorneys, mediators. We were in the middle of divorces. I believe the first day the first picture was taken unbeknownst to us was November 10th. And my ex had already moved out of the house three months earlier. And you have, you pointed out pretty interestingly, (laughs) anyone who thinks we were still in our marriages when those pictures were taken, well, the pictures actually tell the truth, don't they? They confirm it is so, uh, we, I don't know why we didn't put this together. The pictures that quote unquote outed us, the, the day I started being followed, the first day, the first pictures that were taken, were me coming out of my apartment, my home in New York. That home is where I reside by myself. (laughs) And I have been residing by myself since last summer. I love that they think that like this is, (laughs) that just because they weren't caught during the thick of their, like when, before they had, you know, split up with their partners, like they they think we're just going to buy that this relationship just started. Right? They're like, knock, knock. Is anyone home? Like, clearly I was living in my apartment where I live by myself, which means that I, you know, had gone through the proper order of operations before embarking on this affair. It's like, why do you have, what led you to needing your own apartment? Is it potentially that you were having an affair and your wife found out on your birthday trip in the Bahamas because of Amy's birthday card? 
Yeah, exactly. What led you to divorce proceedings? Right, exactly. Okay, so this is another clip where Amy talks about when she had found out that they had been outed, okay? But November 30th was a rough day. You happened to be off work that day. I was actually giving a speech in Washington, D.C., a breast cancer speech. Um, It was a little bit of a later breast cancer awareness month speech, a little bit later in November, and I was at the podium. And I always have a, a phone up there just in case for whatever reason, but it was buzzing nonstop. And everyone who knew me knew I was giving a speech. So I just thought it was strange and it wouldn't stop buzzing. And it was Sorry on, about that. Yeah, it was TJ. It was also, I think, our executive producer. It was ABC PR. It was my daughters. It was a number of people. I had no idea that this article had been released and pictures had been released while I'm standing in front of about 500 people. And I believe by the time I finished the speech and was able to look at my phone, I think it's fair to say I was probably the last person to know (laughs) what had just been released. And you also were in a very um, uncomfortable position (laughs) when your phone started ringing. Well, it rang in between um, segments because I was still in studio taping the show. And in between segments, I got a call from a PR person asking and saying this article is about to be released. So basically all the photos are out. So I guess the Daily Mail published photos of Amy and TJ on a series of outings together, okay, where things definitely seemed romantic. So they were not being so stealthy about their relationship. They had photos of them at an NAAC pub and Uber rides together, holding hands, coming and going from each other's apartments. So the Daily Mail was compiling this compendium of evidence against them. And it all got released on November 30th. And what's interesting about this, obviously, is these are two Good Morning America co-hosts. They go live every day. Like It's not like they're immediately pulled off. And so it's very uncomfortable. That day, Amy and TJ both deactivated their Instagram accounts and went radio silence. And this is what a Good Morning America source told People in November 2022. There were rumors that they were having an affair over a year ago. A lot of people believe that there might be truth to it because there was so much affection there. But everyone ultimately chalked it up to friendship because they had always said that they were so happily married. December 2nd, 2022, just a few days later, Amy and TJ host their last Good Morning America together. So this is the very kind of awkward, you know, exchange they have where they joke and allude to this crazy stressful week where they have been outed as having an affair. Good afternoon. Welcome to Jim May 3. What you need to know on this Friday. You know, it's too bad it's Friday. Is it? It's been a great week. You want this one to keep going and going and going. Just um, enjoy it. Speak for yourself. Take it all in. I am very excited about the weekend uh, and I'm sure everyone else is too. Uh, we all love our Fridays around here. So... Any thoughts, Chandler? <sighs> preliminary thoughts? No, I don't have any preliminary thoughts that I haven't already shared. It's okay. funny, the the bar that they were getting drinks at is like right by where I go to the chiropractor. Oh. I've definitely seen it before. Wow. I mean our listeners are thrilled are just, with that I, that hot take. I sorry. It's not that's not a hot take. It's just, you know, I I unbeknownst to me, while I was getting my back cracked, yeah. infidelity was right around. You were the close corner, to the Lauren. scene of the crime. I was close to the scene of the crime. I mean, I'm just looking at these photos. These are people who are fully ensconced and they Mm kind of, I don't think they really even care. Mm -hmm. No. And I think that is very interesting because a lot of people questioned, should they have been fired from Good Morning America for having an affair? This is their personal lives. You know Mm -hmm. what? They might be flagrant philanderers, but 
How does that impact their ability right. to concisely and articulately deliver the news live every day to us? Okay. Right, right. And I guess it doesn't, but I think that in reality, so much of like what makes these hosts watchable is them being likable. Like people really need to yeah. like the host. I mean, I don't know. Right, Have right. you ever had a, a stint where you've tuned into the same like morning show every day? No. Okay. <laughs> have you? I have actually. It was. I mean, I guess with like a podcast, not a no. Not- well, I, a podcast would be similar, but I at one point tuned into KTLA five for a hot minute <laughs> daily. What the fuck? But I was probably fourteen at the time. I just got into a. Quick Is this habit. before school? Yes, it would have been before school. I just remember I developed like I really adored this. <laughs> I really adored these. You're like. Look, I like these people. They get the news right. You know, there's no spin. There's no slant. I like the way they're able to tell us Southern California news, you know, in the right way. It's top tier infotainment. It's not a home production like Pop Apologist. Okay. It is. Honestly, you, you start to really feel like you're friends with the with the anchors. And so what you're you saying really is you form a para social relationship mm-hmm. with the host of KTLA five. Yeah. Well, Honestly, was, it's it's a blessing. It didn't go any further than that. I think it was pre-seminary. It might have been like fifth grade. I don't know. Anyway, it's definitely happened to me. So I understand everyone who feels betrayed, okay, by TJ and Amy and what they've done. Right. They felt like they really knew them. They felt like they really liked them. And now they feel like they don't know who they are anymore. I think as well, like I just don't want to see these two schmoozing it on camera. Whatever. You're in love. You leave your families. Who cares, you know, who you had to like hurt on the way here and what's left in the wake. I just don't want to watch them on a daily basis talk about the Middle Eastern conflict. Well, and I... I also think it's about that exact sentiment, right? Which is the primary demographic that watches these morning shows, it's moms. And moms across America don't want to hear two cheaters talking all the time. Like it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Right, right. Okay, so the last time on air was December 3rd. ABC says that they're, you know, temporarily suspended on December 5th. On December 29th, TJ and his wife, Marilee, file for divorce. So that doesn't go correctly with the claim that they had been separated for so long and this all went according to plan. So in January 13th, 2023, TJ and Amy retained celebrity attorneys, Eric George and Andrew Brettler. The couple was ready to file a lawsuit if they were fired from ABC and they were planning among other issues to claim racial discrimination, arguing that ABC would not have fired them both if they were both white. It does not appear that they ever filed that lawsuit against ABC. On January 27th, 2023, 23. So just a few weeks later, Amy and TJ are officially terminated from ABC. And this Mm. is what the quote from an AB spokesperson says in a statement. After several productive conversations with Amy Roback and TJ Holmes about different options, we all agreed it's best for everyone that they move on from ABC News. We recognize their talent and commitment over the years and are thankful for their contributions. They both received settlement slash severance packages. Amy, excuse me, had been with ABC for much longer. And so it's reported that her payout was a lot larger than TJ's. I wonder how much it was. Yeah, I don't know. And honestly, reports of their net worth are really, they really differ. Like there's one report that Andrew Shu has a net worth of 100 million. A lot of other reports that it's a net worth of 20 million. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But the one thing I will say is that if you listen to their podcast, it does not seem like Amy Roback is 
just floating in an endless sea of cash and that she feels a total safety about her future. I think I get that sense from both of them. Like they're kind of now having to hustle to make new money. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think we are like dying to kind of talk about all of that. So let me just lead us through what happened through the next year and get to the podcast. It'll be brief. For the next year, Amy and TJ are photographed together. They, They train for another marathon. They vacation in Mexico. They go to football games together. That year, Amy and Andrew's divorce is finalized as well as TJ. Marilee's. And then on November 1st, 2023, after a full year, and this is the year where they talk on their podcast that they were drinking constantly, basically just ensconced. Chandler, they announced that they are launching a podcast. They have seen the success mm-hmm. of Pop Apologists. Right. And right. they realize- They want what we have. They, they want everything that we have worked for. And so they say that it's their time. And so they- post the cover art for their podcast and say, how's this for Instagram official? Hashtag silent no more microphone emoji. Amy and TJ coming December 5th. So the podcast Amy and TJ is released on December 5th, 2023, exactly one year after they're placed on leave by Good Morning America. Chandler, the podcast Amy and TJ is where they will explore meaningful conversations about current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Nothing is off limits. Their podcast- You know, we could probably have the same bio for ours. I mean- this is what it's every, all the same. It's all the same. It's unfiltered. It's nothing's off limits. Right. We're going right. to talk about it. What they're not talking about, we're talking about on our podcast. <laughs> so their podcast is episodes of them, as we've discussed on this show, talking about their relationship with alcohol, as well as pop culture news and stories about things like the Miracle on the Hudson Chandler. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. I know. So we, so let's do some quotes from early on in the podcast, and then we'll discuss some more recent episodes. Okay. It has been the most beautiful relationship I've ever had in my life. So we say it, it's been a hell of a year. And look, um, it's it's odd to to say it when people ask. It was even my mom was on the phone. I had her on speaker. Mm-hmm. This was several months ago. And she asked me how I was doing. And I said, I'm the healthiest and happiest I've ever been in my life. And she said, really? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen like, this wow. magazine or this tablet? Wow, really? Possible. You're doing good. <laughs> um, but we are. And look, there's, there's not a, we're going to get into some, some stuff here, what, what happened over the past year. But the bottom line is, and a lot of people are curious, and I know some stuff is still being written, and I know uh, we still get chased by photographers, so I know stuff is out there. But bottom line, we have not said this um, I'm in love with this woman and she's in love with me. And we are planning a life together. So they launched the podcast, Chandler. Mm -hmm. They're in love. They've been ensconced. And I think this is what happened. I think that it was all really, really fun and hot and sexy when they were GMA co-hosts, right? Right. And when they were having an affair, okay? They were stars. They were going on set. They had kind of it all. Right. It was forbidden love. It was forbidden love. The work, I think, of going to a studio and being an anchor on a broadcast show is very different than starting your own podcast. Right. And so I think that that was really exciting. Okay. They had glittering careers. I think as well, it was probably a long time coming. Slow burn. Yeah, you know, slope. So it was so, so exciting sure, like, when it finally happened. So exciting when it's finally happening. Like mm-hmm. just a huge. Just, yeah, it's got to like be huge. Exactly. Also, yeah, their job is ritzy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's it's high pressure. It's 
yeah, high highs, low lows. It's just, it's, it's exciting. Podcasting is not ritzy. Correct. It's not ritzy or glitzy. Sitting on our, in our home studios, chatting about the content we've had to prepare, mm-hmm. we've had to research, we've had to figure it all out, recording ourselves, editing it, and then putting it out for a very tiny audience. This is like right. laughable in comparison to the well, job of someone who's like, being broadcast to millions of people every day, has a makeup artist, has people producing the content. You're just essentially a star. And I just want to like belabor this point a little bit more because they would just, all all they would have to do is really whatever, do their journalism, whatever that means, and then show up, you (laughs) know? Exactly. Exactly. I realize there's some legwork before they get on air, but whatever. And there was a captive audience like waiting for them Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. with building a podcast, starting a podcast. You are starting from zero. I mean, yeah, they, people knew who they were, but they're having to build up a completely new audience. And how many people are really going to convert from loving them on GMA to listening to their podcast every week to wanting to listen to a podcast all about them, who that really cares mm-hmm. so much about their relationship. Right. That's going right. to be a small fraction of GMA viewers, many of which who are completely turned off by them. Exactly. And what they did. And so I think it was so fun when it was happening. It was forbidden love. Then they have their year in hiding. You know, they have their settlements. They're just boozing up a storm, going on vacation together, feeling like they're still in their forbidden love. Mm-hmm. And I think that they start the podcast on December 5th. Hey, any new venture, it's exciting. They probably think this is going to be amazing. Right. You know, we're going to really kill it. We're going to have an empire almost kind of like Harry and Meghan adjacent, Mm -hmm, probably mm -hmm. thinking like, you know, when they were first starting all of their projects, like this is going to go so well. But then you actually get into the nitty gritty every day. And I always talk about this. You know, the first after the first six or eight months of starting a podcast, I think that's when the real work begins, because the high of having your own business and starting this new thing, it's really abated. And you are left with being on a content treadmill and you better really actually love doing it because it's going to be a long time before you see any success after that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're also probably at that point grappling with, okay, this isn't taking off overnight. Mm -mm. This wasn't just like release a few episodes and now this is replacing my career, Mm -hmm. the career I previously had. Mm -hmm. This is, oh, we got to like hustle (laughs) to get this up off the ground to like match our previous lifestyle, which I'm sure was very comfortable. Oh, I mean, no, I think, yeah, I think very comfortable. Like imagine also there's such a feeling of like being on set you know, having buzzing staff around you, Mm -hmm. being in this environment where you're fully made up. Now you're just working from home together every Mm -hmm. day, day in and day out. Also, let's talk about TJ as a serial flanderer, a serial Mm -hmm. cheater. He has been cheating on Marilee since five years into their marriage, okay? Since 2014. So I'm sorry, you think that TJ is just going to be happy all of a sudden being home or working from home with one woman? I don't think so. I mean, let's get into the things in the episode. I think it's time. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, 
everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansymboleats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansymboleats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Okay. So as we said, we think that the wheels are really coming off the bus for them as they're settling into the their new reality, their new everyday after the high has abated from the affair and from starting the podcast. So this is a recent podcast episode that they did where they basically were in a fight and TJ pulled out microphones, you know, Chandler, they're going to, nothing's off the table for TJ and Amy. So they decided to record themselves in the middle of this fight. I think what is recorded is so revealing and so important to listen to. So let's Chandler, let's play a little clip from this. Okay, please. Get on TikTok to really embrace this podcast and what we're trying to accomplish, which is to do what we love to do, which is to share and to not only share our story, but others' stories. And hopefully, I think we talked about what we wanted our podcast to be. I know for me, um, yes, entertainment is a huge part of it. I love to entertain, but I also want to inspire and I want to be transparent. And I've talked a lot about living my truth. And so this is part of it. So I am fine having these conversations because there isn't a couple out there who doesn't. And so, yes, I don't, and I know you don't want to put on some false narrative that somehow we're the perfect couple and we found our true love. And that means we never fight and we always get along and things are rosy and great. No, they're not. And even as much as we know each other more than most people who have been in a relationship for over a year, we've known each other for a decade now, pretty much. And we know each other really, really well. It doesn't mean that we still don't, like I'm learning things about you every day as we're, we've always worked together, but working with this kind of pressure over our heads is a whole other thing where, the, the, okay, go ahead. yeah, Sorry. I'm just saying that pressure is a lot. Are you talking about the work pressure or the pressure now publicly for us to succeed as a couple? Oh, see, I don't, I don't feel the pressure from the public to stay with you. I know that I know you well enough and I've spent enough time with you and I knew how I felt and love sometimes is a choice when it's hard. It's not just a feeling. Lust is a feeling, but love is a choice, I believe. And I have chosen to love you. So I don't feel pressure from the public to be with you. I would be devastated just personally because I want to be with you and I chose you, but I feel the pressure of our careers that I, 
believe were unfairly taken from us. And I really um, want to be able to do what I love and I want to be able to do it with you. So that's more the pressure I feel. And funny enough, you talk about the comments. Um, so this is the first time I've really read the comments as well. And the TikTok thing has been amazing. Like I would say 95% of them are positive, but the negative ones sting and they hurt. And I was, I've been angry at the cancel culture mentality that people think they know the story and then they just throw barbs at you and they call you names. And it's, I, I'm not trying to say poor me, wah, wah, wah. There are so many people who have gone through this, not just publicly, but just personally. If you do something that people don't like or they think is wrong or they think they know what happens, you know, no one knows what happens in someone else's marriage. No one knows what happens in your private life except for you. And so just to see the unbelievable judgment is kind of overwhelming still more than a year later. And I just, I, I sometimes get discouraged at people's unwillingness to either suspend judgment or to just feel better about themselves by making you into the villain for whatever reason they need to do it. So uh, Ava and Annalise actually got on to TikTok yesterday and started deleting all the bad comments because they didn't want me to see them. So Chan, clearly things are not as rosy as they used to be as they have settled into this new everyday reality where they are just yeah. working on this podcast together. And that is their new life, okay? Yeah, I think the dust has settled and now it's time to, okay, now you're partners and now you're actually going to do this. Now you have to do this. You mm -hmm. have to like make a life work together. And yeah, I think that's where the less sexy <laughs> like stuff starts to kind of erode at a, really, at a new relationship. Yeah, and I think that what's really emerging from this is that I don't think that TJ is the kind of everyday partner that makes Amy feel super secure in her relationship. And I don't think that this everyday reality for for them is going well. No, I I completely agree. And I think having now learned I so I listened to this episode mm -hmm. twice yesterday because I want I listened to it by myself, then I wanted to listen to it with Ben and I wanted to talk to him about it. And I just think that I I learned a lot about the way that TJ addresses her concerns or doesn't really address her concerns. Some of them, you know, are rooted are rooted in her insecurities about their relationship. And now I guess to get to the point, having learned all this context about what a serial cheater he is, mm -hmm. of course she has all these insecurities and is nervous about their relationship. And she probably needs constant reassurance that he's not about to like walk out the door and go cheat on her. Well, and but the thing I will say is I think that she, yes, I'm sure there's a lot of insecurity on her end because he's a serial cheater and, and she's had a front row seat to that. Yeah. I guess let me just like, I'm, I, I didn't want to make that sound like I'm not blaming her. I'm just, no, I'm actually I don't think just you empathizing are. with her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, totally. I don't think you are either. I also think his treatment of her, it's not like she's just responding to normal treatment in a very sensitive way because she's seen that he's not trustworthy. I actually think that, and I'm sure you feel similarly having listened to the episode, his treatment of her is absolutely not normal. And he, no. he seems to really kind of gaslight her and tell her that the fact that she isn't comfortable with it or she's not happy with it, it's like a her problem, even right. though he's very clearly mistreating her. So I'm just going to play a little clip from them addressing this. 
basically what she's kind of addressing is he will go into focus mode where he will essentially ice her out and not speak to Mm -hmm. her and be very, I don't know about Mm -hmm. not speak to her, but only speak to her in a very erotic way, be very cold for days on end. So listen to this. If you remember, I was asking you like, what could we do? How, what could I do to help? How can we like do this together? Or I take one thing, you do another, we talk and you were just like, I got it on my own. And I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing. What I'm saying is sometimes it's, it's really just almost your demeanor. It's not, it's, it's like a smile. Oh my God. If, if there was just a smile, that's all I'd need. It, it just felt robotic, I guess, over the last several days. And like, I'm telling you, if you smile at me, if you reached over and grabbed my knee or just like something that was just a quick reminder that we're in this together and hey babe we got each other and just just the smallest of uh, emotion or a facial expression would just be like a nice nod to what we are who we are and then we're in it together i think it's just yeah but it's not reasonable for us to uh, i mean you might in theory yes but in practice impossible to separate working with somebody as a colleague and a business partner and the relationship you're in with your business partner. It's impossible, would you say, to work with me and the emotion not be there for any period of time. Because no matter what, we are partners first, business partners second. Correct. So can we ever sit up and work as business business partners and there not be a look, not be a nod, not be a gesture, not be a, and just work because it seems like that feels to you mm. like something is wrong. Yeah. When it goes on for many, many, many hours. Yes. It feels unnatural and it, it honestly, it feels scary. You always use that scary. I just, I just didn't, I didn't think that's still on the table. Okay. We have so I much have to so say. So many things to say. <laughs> it's actually okay. is weird to it's not totally be able weird. to have a nice gesture or a smile for hours and hours and hours. I get I going mean, into focus mode for 30 minutes, an hour, but not being able to smile for hours and hours right. and hours, or, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, so I had Ben listen to this because I was like, I, I just wanted another perspective on it. I also wanted to get articulate some of my thoughts ahead of us recording. And I and we just were talking after this exact part. And I said, if you went cold on me for an hour, I think I would say, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And if you did not communicate to me, hey, I'm in a bad mood. I just need some space. If you didn't communicate that to me, mm-hmm. and then that went on for longer than an hour, six hours, 12 hours, days on end, I would be like, shit's hitting the fan. He hates me. Or... Or, yeah, I could internalize it as it's a me problem or I'm like, they, he is like something has gone terribly awry. So the idea that he can't understand why for days on end when he doesn't like treat her warmly, like why she's scared, oh. it, it, like he can't process that. And then when when he says scared, you always say that, you know, I'm done you know, being in a place where we're not sure if we're going to work out or whatever he says, bitch. And I'm t- addressing that to TJ. You have cheated on every other woman you've been with for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Of course she's scared. This would create a sort of anxious attachment, like unlike anything else. Well, and I think that 
of course she's scared. Not only does she have every reason to be distrustful of this person, but also I will say he gaslights her and he's like, well, can we ever just work together? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Do we have to be just like always right. chummy and flirting with each other? For mm -hmm. Can we just mm -hmm. like work together like adults? Right. I'm sorry. Right. When I'm working with someone, I'm being polite to them. I'm smiling. You don't even go into super focus mode at work around colleagues. No, like colleagues no. are convivial with each other. Right. That's, right. You say please. You say thank you. You smile. Right. That's You're called a nice being a professional. And another thing they get into it, you know, they talk about how he's moody. It sounds like he's just a total nightmare to be around, yes, frankly. Yes. And that she's just really learning how to put up with his, his mm -hmm. moods. And I'm sure while they were in this year-long sabbatical, you know, whatever ensconced period, he maybe wasn't as moody. I think she didn't that, have to deal with it every day. You know, she got right. the best of him most of the time. Absolutely. And the other thing I want to talk about, and if people go and listen to this, is he doesn't really actively listen to her. He mm -hmm. listens to her. He'll he'll listen to what she said. And then he's looking for how he can throw her own words back at her and poke holes in them. Mm -hmm. He's not yeah. listening to like, she's, exp she's trying to articulate the way she's feeling in the perfect way to make it clear for him. And he doesn't even really care about the articulation. He doesn't even care about the feelings that are underneath that. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to figure out a way to, to like, be right to, to be right and to confuse almost like I, I was wondering why I had to keep hitting replay on things. I'm like, this is getting so confusing and it's actually not that confusing at all of an issue. Mm -hmm. No. And I think that it speaks to clearly he has created an environment where she feels very uncomfortable. Again, mm -hmm. it's completely unnatural to ice your partner out for days on end, even five hours. That's not normal, right? I think that it just, it makes me think about my relationship. Like you said with Ben, you know, if Ben didn't explain to you why he was in a bad mood or kind of cold, it would lead you to be very concerned. I feel like sometimes Kagan will get into focus mode as TJ calls it, right? With work. And I know that when <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I kind of have the same thing sometimes when he comes up behind me and like snuggles me or I do the same to him and we're both trying to work in these different scenarios, it can kind of be irritating and annoying. Like, hey, like I'm, I'm trying to focus right now, whatever. I totally get that. But I feel like if, I guess if, if Kagan goes into focus mode, I just know he's in a bad mood about work. I'm like 0% concerned right. about our future as a couple. Right. Right. And Which I think speaks. Yeah. It yeah, speaks to the the insecurity that he has. Right. He's, a, he's like basically right. cultivated within her yeah. by not validating yeah. her, you know, and by well, being fundamentally not a trust trustworthy person. I mean, I think too early on in my relationship, I definitely had some some like serious anxious attachment where I was like, well, if Ben, you know, doesn't want to see me seven nights a week, he's probably getting over me mm, or whatever. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is just like X scenario. And I do think that that was coming from more of my place of like, we were new in our relationship. I didn't totally know that it was going to be like a forever thing. Mm. Clearly, he hasn't really instilled in her a lot of faith or at least like maybe he says all the right things, but somehow she's yeah, led it's to believe like he, otherwise. He pays lip service to it. So yes. that's another way of gaslighting her. But his actions don't actually right, instill right. that security in her that he's paying exactly. lip service to. And so I think that would be doubly confusing and frustrating. And I can understand how she emotionally just starts to shut down. Yeah. The other thing too, mm -hmm. Ben said this, like he really grills her. Mm -hmm. This is not like a, I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. Like, let's figure this out. He is like cross-examining her about everything that she's saying. And it, it honestly just gave, I mean, I texted you yesterday. I was just like, he seems like the worst. Well, and I and think she looks like he seems afraid of him. Too. 
Yes, totally. Like that's why I feel like she has to perfectly articulate what she's yeah. saying. She's like instead so, of just saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, my feelings were hurt. I felt like you know you were just cold to me, and it hurt my feelings, and it made me feel insecure." No, but she's, instead it's like she's yeah. fully afraid. I think he's one of these guys that's extremely charismatic that really right. can hook a girl, really kind of like spin him, himself as larger than life, bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. And so I think in her mind, he's really the cat's meow. He's really right. everything. You know, no one will be mm-hmm. as interesting or charismatic or fun or incredible right. as TJ. And I think that she's so afraid to lose him. And I think that that's why she emotionally starts to shut down. And that's why she, mm-hmm. like, he gets mad at her in the episode for not right. being just out with her feelings. But it's like, well, clearly she's af- literally afraid I mean, to talk to you. She mentions too. I, I completely agree with everything you said. Totally on the same page. She has this part where she says, you know, I didn't tell you about this because I didn't want to start crying on the phone with you. Right. She's literally afraid of showing emotion with him. Yes. Yes. And I like that makes me feel like, oh, this is a guy who when you um, when you emote Mm -hmm. too much, Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And and you get in trouble. Mm -hmm. You get in trouble. And he got that way by the end of the podcast. And he was like, we always end these fights with I'll do better. This is how we where we always end up. Well, and then so if you listen to the next episode, which is like a postmortem, he said that he listened back and he only got more angry with her. (gasps) <gasps> yes well, he's like a total thing, nightmare he's the a nightmare but he also uh, then asks her to take responsibility for her actions in this <laughs> and it's like no sometimes there's actually not it's not on the it's not both parties are at fault it's like hey you just hurt my feelings no nope. and my feelings were hurt it's not like i i guess i didn't communicate to you that my feelings were hurt soon enough so that's i guess that's the part i played it's like Sutton says your part uh, your part is the whole part. He was icing her out for days, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. And he, yes, he has the audacity to get mad at her for emotionally yeah. responding about it mm-hmm. and responding to that situation. This is what someone commented on Instagram, and I think that it really sums up what we're trying to express. So this person writes, Amy, do yourself a favor. Pick a therapist that TJ hasn't seen. Ask them to listen to today's episode and take their advice when they tell you he's being emotionally abusive and controlling and leave. I've been rooting for the two of you since the news broke. I'm out. What he did to you today was sick. Did you hear yourself? You wanted to calm down and be less emotional when you talked to him. What did he do? He refused to allow you that and then proceeded to force you to do a podcast episode right then and there where he bullied and humiliated you. We understand you've lost a lot and you're scared. We understand that you're terrified of this relationship not working out. But what he did to you today was utterly inexcusable and he will never stop this behavior. He knows you don't think you can leave him. That's why he doesn't worry about the relationship. He knows Mm -hmm. he's controlling you. For your mental health, get out now unsubscribing so as not to contribute to the blackmail he's holding over you. You will work again. No boss who listens to today's episode will ever hire him. You don't need him or this podcast. Be strong and stay safe. Someone responds, you are so spot on. I have not been able to articulate all my anger and listening to this today. I felt so incredibly sorry for her. What a completely dismissive, angry man he is. I was so embarrassed for her. I don't get it. Everything that person said, like plus 100, there mm-hmm. we are. they're spot on. And I think that he does this really annoying thing where he's like fake self-aware mm-hmm. where he is such such a smooth talker. And yeah, like he acts like he really knows himself. And he's like, I know that I can get moody. Yeah. So he like gives you a concession, mm-hmm. but then he doesn't actually change his behavior or mm-hmm. like actually work on it or acknowledge the feelings that that creates in another person. And that's really like where the manipulation I think happens because you think he's this actually good guy, but really he's just super dismissive Mm -hmm. and unfeeling. 
I think he thinks he's really self-aware and and smart and emotionally smart, which is why he probably feels comfortable recording this fight. You know? He's clearly buying his own bullshit. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like very clear narcissist, very clear person who who is only interested in like someone says that this was the day I guess her daughter was leaving to go abroad and she was very emotional about it. Yeah. And so, and this person wrote, let's not forget he pulled a typical narcissist move and he did this all in a day when she was absolutely beside herself with her daughter leaving to go abroad to college. Narcissists always, always love to ruin big days and make them hell because they aren't the center of attention. Right, right. I have a theory. This is just my theory. Hit me with I don't it. know if it's true. I think he has already started an affair with someone else. <gasps> and I think that that's why he's emotionally withdrawing from her. I mean, obviously, oh this is literally gosh. just me pulling something yeah. from the sky. I don't see this guy being faithful for very long to anyone. No, no. Especially when you're like, now we day in and day out work together. Like the right, the lavender right. haze has completely faded yeah. away. And yeah, I think that that is why he is icing her out. Yeah, the, the wheels are falling off the bus for TJ and Amy. I mean, Lauren, I didn't... Th- I was actually concerned that we weren't going to have, like, we weren't going to be able to fill airtime. I could think I could give another, like, 45-minute diatribe on this man. I, yeah, everyone, go listen. Feel grateful for your relationships with good people. Also, I will say a little bit of a happy ending. So Amy and TJ's exes, they're now dating each other. So Marilee and Andrew, they are ensconced. A source is quoted as saying, that they bonded over the traumatic experience of being cheated on by their spouses. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this was not just, these marriages did not just, you know, dissolve and then they got together. No, they bonded over the trauma of being cheated on by TJ and Amy. And the source says it turned into something else and they're connected over their values. It's bigger than the affair. Now they're not heartbroken and sad. They have moved on, which I think is great. Amy and TJ would like us to believe that they like bounced into each other on the on the sidewalk, <laughs> like, and we're like, oh wait, you're divorced, I'm divorced now, right? How great. Oh my gosh, we both work at the same place. We have so much in common. Right. right. <sighs> anyway, yeah, they were spotted at JFK. So, congrats to Good Andrew and Mary Lee. Yeah. I think that Amy falls into the category of good people do bad things. I don't mm-hmm. think that this is the a pattern for for Amy. I do think that TJ is just one of these very charismatic narcissist guys. Yeah. Yep. Hate throwing around that term. Obviously, I don't know if he's I fully know. a narcissist, but I think that he has a, obviously this crazy pattern and he really reeled Amy in and Amy has, you know, kind of really screwed up a good thing in terms of, yeah. yeah, her family now being broken apart and losing her job. So I hope that Amy is able to see TJ for who he is and find someone and, you know, be at a place with a relationship that brings her peace because not every relationship needs to leave you terrified on a Tuesday, which is clearly her Mm -hmm. reality right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chandler, thank you so much for joining us for the deep dive of TJ Holmes and Amy Roback. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back on Friday on Patreon and catch you next time. Bye. Bye.